0: Our scripture reading comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, into the woods, to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. This is the word of God. So Lent approaches and surprises all of us. It even surprised me this morning at the 815 service when I came in to greet the deacons, and they said, oh, I love your green stole. It reminds me of St. Patrick's Day. Remembering suddenly that it's Lent and I ought to be wearing purple, I went running back to my office just in time to grab the correct Lenten stole and return. This season surprises all of us with its complexity and its demands for spiritual thoughts and insight. And so today for our sermon, I'm going to ask you to join me by starting in prayer. Will you pray with me? God, be with us for this journey into the woods I pray this morning that the meditations of our hearts and the words that I share will be true, honest, and good in your hearing, our God who leads us through the woods and wildernesses of our own hearts. Amen. Once upon a time, in a far-off kingdom, there lay a small village at the edge of the woods. Into the woods without delay, be careful not to lose the way. Into the woods who knows what may be lurking on the journey, into the woods to get the thing that makes it worth the journey into the woods. These poetic words come to us from the prologue of the play, Into the Woods, which is a musical that combines many of the stories from the historic Brothers Grimm fairy tales, Disney and other stories of antiquity, into one epic tale that is equally complicated in plot and theme. In the end, this story of fairy tales inverts the traditional meaning or understanding of good and bad in simplistic terms in most of these fairy tales. It makes us see them in a new light, sort of like the musical Wicked does. If you've seen Wicked, it takes the characters you know and kind of gives you more context to the story to understand what's going on. It shows that the way we superficially read these classic stories is often a little too easy. There are no easy categories for people, are there? Even our fairy tales have to change and make new meaning to be relevant, and this is also true of the Bible. Into the Woods, the play demonstrates the temptation for wishing so hard that the idea of happily ever after were really that simple, and that things are really much more complicated than they appear or we would like to think. The mores, the ethics, the morals of the story are really in the end of this story of going into the woods, revealed to be as clear as, well, complicated and nuanced. Likewise, today we start our journey with Jesus into the woods of Lent. Into the woods without delay, but be careful not to lose the way. Like the play, Into the Woods, We see that this idea of Lent and the lessons we are to learn are more complicated than the old norms we have accepted and been led to believe. That Lent is simply about giving up chocolate candy or cursing, kind of a glorified diet with God, and proving our worthiness before God for Easter. It is about, however, journeying into the deepest and thickest and most complicated fairy tale land of all our own hearts desires, true selves, and needs. Those of us in progressive churches like the UCC love to talk in simplistic terms about how our goal as congregations is to help us all find our authentic selves. But we forget to mention that a religion is risky business that takes work and spiritual care. Just because our spirituality in the UCC is inclusive and welcoming doesn't mean that it shouldn't still be work that it should always be easy and superficial. There are more villains and heroes within each of us than in all of the fairy tales ever written down. So Lent is about confessing a deeper truth about life and living, not to each other or even to God. It is in my view, after studying today's scripture, about being honest with ourselves, about our own inner woods, needs and growing edges for the year to come. What is the emotional thicket or briar patch or Rapunzel's castle that you need to let go or get through or scale or rappel down with honesty and truth this year? What fairy tales of your own story are you, are you telling yourself that are no longer true or honest or helpful? Let us now venture into the woods of our own hearts. This is a harrowing journey. But together with the strength of community, we can emerge with new insights on the other side of Lent and Easter morning. Who knows what might be lurking on the journey of self-discovery? So there's another way to interpret this Matthew chapter 4, verses 1, other than being about not eating chocolate. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. If we look at the actual Greek of this Gospel of Matthew passage, the same version can be interpreted as reading, Then Jesus was sent forth by the Holy Spirit, by God, into the woods, into the wilderness, into the solitude, into the loneliness, sent forth by God into the uninhabited, desolate, and forlorn places of his own soul to prove himself, to be examined and to be tested by the adversary alone. Now, here's an interesting thing. You know, in the same way that we assume that Cinderella lives happily ever after once she meets her prince, you know, marriage is easy. Oh, no laughter. Okay, Fairfield's what we all, yeah, okay. Or that Jack is the good character in Jack and the Beanstalk, Okay, so Jack breaks into someone else's home who happens to be much taller than him, I understand that, and steals a lot of things and then kills the person who he enters the house in and he's the good guy. It's problematic. So we assume a lot of things also when we read this passage. We've heard it too many times every year at Lent that we miss the details that make it meaningful. We assume that Jesus knows who the adversary is throughout his entire time in the woods. We assume that the adversary is a physically embodied devil standing there, wearing horns and a cape, bringing Jesus his different tests, one after another in a linear fashion, like a checklist. We envision the adversary here, don't we, a little bit like a game show host on Survivor, laying out one ethical obstacle course after another. If we assume that is the case, then it raises two very important theological questions. First, why, if this is an encounter with the adversary, the devil, is it the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who leads Jesus into the woods in the first place? Uh Uh-oh. This runs counter to the popular prosperity gospel, and I would also say progressive Christian gospel, that God doesn't want us to be challenged, or to dig too deep. We're all here, after all, because we preserve the Tiffany windows as a congregation, right? And we love the Tiffany windows. And so we have our progressive community for our social justice marching orders. But we're not really here to do spiritual work for ourselves, right? God just wants us to live an easy and fun life. But then why in this passage does the Spirit of God send Jesus Into the wilderness. The adversary does not lure Jesus into the wilderness. The Spirit of God sends, invites Jesus into the wilderness. The idea that God wants Jesus to spend time in the woods of his life and his soul problematizes our normal fairy tale reading of this story of good versus evil, Jesus going into the woods. We assume for some reason that Jesus doesn't want to be there but the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led him into the woods rather than forcing or compelling him against his will. Lent and the process of self-change and discovery is a self-willed and self-motivated process. So Lent, First Church, is a choice we make in this season to follow the Holy Spirit into something difficult. You may also choose another time of year when you're ready for a Lenten journey. It doesn't have to be prescribed by the calendar. If this is not a time of year when you're ready to do the work of Lent and wilderness, then maybe skip Lent this year. Easter is available for everyone. I know for myself, given how dark and grim New England is already this time of year, I prefer to do Lent in the summer. (laughs) If you aren't up for it, don't force something you're not ready for, but God is with you when you are ready. Lent happens in the intentional spaces in our lives in the year, and we provide the time for us to look within. God takes us to the woods to learn something, to go deeper, to face our fears and inner selves. It is in the woods that we grow in faith, in healing, community, and recovery. The woods are where denial and self-delusion end. It is a journey we must choose for ourselves. Now the second problem, and I love reading the text and finding problems with our easy reading of it, is why does it take Jesus nine verses or a month and a half of being tempted and wandering around in the wilderness before we reach verses 10 and 11, when Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels waited on him, meaning fed him food. It takes nine verses and well over a month for Jesus to name the adversary by name and to send these tests away. Who likes being tested? Yeah? Why would it take Jesus so long to send the adversary, Satan, away or to even name the adversary? The answer to this can only be found within the woods of our own hearts. The adversary is safe and easy, as popularly depicted with a cape and horns and all these clear markers of being the enemy. That which we must overcome is easy to send away and banish or ignore when we think it is something external to ourselves. We externalize it. But more often than not, the temptation to give up on our dreams to be selfish, to seek power and glory over wholeness, to hoard, to postpone becoming authentically who we are, to give in to the powers of loneliness, come from the inner woods, to quit, to stop hoping. Those temptations, friends, I got to tell you, don't come from a devil in a red cape. That simply is a fairy tale we tell to keep our egos safe. Second, the temptation from within most often is only faced by journeying and facing the true parts of ourselves that we want to change and emerging in confidence. It takes time for Jesus to face the inner enemy. We are all our own worst enemies sometimes, aren't we, and devils. We are also often our own worst critics, our worst adversaries. We are the internalized tempters who draw us away from our potential, our authenticity, our wholeness, and our love. This is why it took Jesus so long to send the adversary away, for the adversary was hidden in the woods. Isn't the Bible so much more interesting when we take it seriously and slow down? This is what Lent is all about. Lent is about following the Holy Spirit, into the hard conversations, the avoided, and the latent, the unpleasant, and the complicated parts of our own hearts and psychologies. This might not be the year when you are ready for the real work of Woodland Journey. But when you are ready, communities like First Church are here to support you, no matter who you are or where you are in that woods. Geez, Pastor Jake, I don't attend a UCC church to think about my own loneliness or inner work or spiritual emotional self. I'm here because I like the stained glass windows. I'm here because I want to do social justice things in the community and help fundraise with the community. It helps me feel good about myself without facing any of the parts of myself that are lost in the woods of despair hidden in very old childhood trauma or shame, lost causes, inauthenticity, rejection, failure, abandoned hopes and dreams. I'm at First Church Fairfield because I'm already perfect, don't you see? It's always a hard choice to follow Jesus into the woods of Lent and to think about what you might want to change. Sisters and brothers, life is not a fairy tale even in Fairfield, Connecticut. That gets a bigger laugh outside of Fairfield, by the way. (laughs) We willingly go into the woods of Lent with Jesus, not to see things as we've always seen them, as easy and presented, good versus bad. But we go to the woods to be challenged with the hard truths about ourselves and to work for healing, authenticity, and renewal. With Jesus by our side, we have nothing to fear in this process, except the blessed assurance of the status quo. Hopefully, with this intentional work of Lent, of woodland journeying, whether in this wintertime or another time you pick, we will emerge in the meadows and springtime horizon of Easter morning with new clarity for the spiritual work ahead and the purpose and ethics we are called to for this year to come. This is the real work of church. And just for the record, I'm also here because I love the stained glass. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? Into the woods to get the thing that makes it worth the journeying. The way is clear, the light is good. I have no fear, nor no one should. The woods are just trees, the trees are just wood. No need to be afraid there. Into the woods. We go now with Christ. Amen.